So these next two episodes are part of a series that we did with our guest Logan Atlas talking about mental health and the way it's represented in comics or in pop culture. So we split into two episodes, the first episodes being a more personal interview with Logan, as well as a summary of the Moon Knight issue that we had read. And then part two, we'll kind of be diving into these deeper issues that will come out next week. Without further ado, part one. Welcome to Forge Comics. Your one-stop shop for discovering more about comic book characters, stories, and general analysis of these epic tales. So join us on this journey across mediums and multiverses to learn more about the amazing world of comics. I'm Trey. This is Jojo. And I'm Petey. Okay, everyone, welcome back to another night here with Forge Comics. We're excited to see you guys. We're going to open up with some comic book news. Jojo, do you want to kick that off? So a new season of My Hero is uh, having a new character arc, which is Endeavor's backstory. So that's pretty exciting. I know, Trey, you're probably all over that. Can't wait for that to, to come out, even though you probably already know everything that's going to to happen in there. But that's that's kind of my my comic book news cool so i've got a couple things i heard more rumors roaming about the multiverse of the mcu right now um biggest one that i freaked out about was vincent nafrio is pretty much confirmed that he's going to be in hawkeye um as one of the villains which i mean if anyone knows daredevil he was an incredible kingpin so we're excited to see that just you know hopefully it means that we get charlie cox's daredevil too um also for those of you who know that i like uh, variant comics we are getting astonishing times that comes out tomorrow it's on comiXology I was listening to an interview with the writing team today and it sounds pretty cool so look forward to that awesome and then because all of you asked i have more fortnite news uh, there is a leaked suicide squad crossover potentially coming in august and three weeks from, I believe, yesterday, Superman will land on the island finally. So maybe we'll get Pete to finally give it a shot now that his boy is going to be joining the fray. I will say the Fortnite crossover with Batman was like 30 times better than I was expecting. Anytime I can see Snake Eyes fighting Batman on the Fortnite island, I'm, I'm there for that. So. And then they just call like a truce because they respect each other as like martial artists. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Peace. Um, but yeah, so we're excited to kind of start off today's topic. Um, I will say this is probably one of the topics I'm most excited to talk about. Um, we want to talk especially today about Moon Knight, um, and more seriously, a little bit more about some of, um, the mental health issues that we see in today's society, maybe ones that are a little, um, less common than this year, anxiety and depression. Those are real issues as well, but we want to focus on some things, um, that maybe are a little less common, like bipolarity. Um, DID, borderline personality disorder, and kind of how Moon Knight represents this this niche group. Um, one of the reasons for doing this is actually that Moon Knight has a new series coming out, and um, we are excited to read that. We have already pre-ordered it. And with that said, we're going to go ahead and open up today's discussion with um, uh, one of my best friends from pretty much my entire life is Logan Atlas. Um, he is an author... Hey, how's it going? 
<laughs> so Logan doesn't like talking about himself, so I'll talk a little bit about him for him. Um, Logan is an author. He has published a few different books in satire, lit RPG, and he also does fit coaching, um, fitness coaching to clarify. Um, some of the stuff that he has published already are Devil's Day Job, as well as Bitworld. And then there are a couple other series that will be coming out on Bella within the next couple weeks, um, just to name off some of his projects. Simul Simulation Apocalypse, Overpowered, and Sex Magic. So we'll, <laughs> let, we'll let you interpret those for what you will. <laughs> and then we're going to touch on another one, but we don't want to mention its name yet because it's going to come into play later on in the podcast. So we'll talk about um, one of the crowning jewels, in my opinion, um, in a little bit. That's my crowning jewel. Um, <laughs> well, we'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, we're excited to have you on the show. Um, anything else that I uh, that I missed that you want to bring up? Um, for anyone who doesn't know who, what Vela is, Vela is Amazon's way of producing serialized novels. So instead of releasing just like chapters really you're kind of like it's releasing episodes so that's what bella is in case anyone was wondering basically like serialized storytelling without the mm -hmm. like the art in the background which is the hardest exactly, part. yeah but yeah nice um really quick i should probably also mention one of the other reasons i wanted to have you on this show um logan does suffer from bipolarity and extreme adhd so we figured he would be able to help contribute to a conversation that maybe um, the rest of us can't I kind of want to turn over right now to Jojo. I know you've got a couple couple questions that you wanted to ask. I think it's going to help us just understand a little bit more of kind of um, what what this perspective is of having bipolarity and having some ASG and other issues similarly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my questions kind of um, set up the stage for diving deeper into the, the uh, series that we read. Um, there are a lot more general questions i guess more specific to you logan so one of the the first question that i have is um how would you and we'll see this question kind of come up when we do dive into moon Knight. but how would you describe kind of the process of realizing that that you were different or that you had these challenges um so realizing that then acknowledging it and then accepting it um, realizing it was more of like, uh, I mean, like I was four, like I was 14 when the bipolarity got diagnosed. Eight was probably around the time the ADHD got diagnosed, but like, that's one of those things I didn't think I was different. I was an eight year old kid. I mean, every eight year old boy is pretty much nearly ADD or ADHD. Um, the bipolarity thing was kind of funny because we joked earlier before, you know, we went on about emo music and being a phase. I didn't really see like my bipolarity is like a thing, like because I didn't really understand the manic, the manic side. Which for anyone, I guess we should clarify kind of like what bipolarity is. Like there's different types of it, right? And obviously most people have a general idea, but one thing that is a massive misunderstanding a massive misconception about bipolarity is it just it doesn't mean you're moody. Like you're not going through a hormonal cycle. You're like extreme highs, really low lows. Um, there can be anything from 
like racing thoughts to suicidal ideation to like paralyzing depression um to feeling like you're fucking invincible um delusions of grandeur paranoid delusions it's all sorts of fun um and then of course just distractibility but like i didn't really like as a 14 year old i was just like the depression was like yeah i listened to a ton of emo music so it's like and all of my friends listened to emo music i just thought we were all depressed <laughs> um <laughs> So I didn't really quite realize it that much until the guys like teenage years went by. Um, I started like self-medicating a lot with like various types of pills um, just to like, cause I didn't want to be awake. Like I, like I would just, as soon as I got home from school, if I went to school and like I didn't ditch, I would just take pills to fall asleep um and so that was kind of like me realizing it but like you know like when you're a teenager kind of you're kind of an idiot like you just think like oh no it's like this is just me i'm fine it's whatever um and i thought i was cool for having it um if we're being completely honest it's like yeah i'm a brooding kid that's awesome but <laughs> um accepting it took a long time um i don't think i ex Ooh, yeah so i tried going off my meds when i was like 21 while still self-medicating with other things and because i was under the impression like it's not that big of a deal i'll deal with like because like one problem with like a lot of ssris or like serotonin uptake inhibitors um I think I got that acronym kind of wrong, but it's like serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake in inhibitors. Um, they're like used widely for like bipolarity, um, antipsychotics and stuff. You kind of see them a lot in, I think even like Legion, um, they pump Moon Knight with the injections um, in like the first, um, release the first issue of that the 2016 run um and so like sometimes like those are just sedatives other times they'll be just antipsychotics and not always like abused like they do in um entertainment but they do kind of make you foggy a lot of the time and so i was like i'm done being foggy i'm i'm fine i'm gonna go off and then I started having like psychotic episodes where I like hallucinated and heard voices and shit. So I was like, maybe I should get on my medication again. <laughs> so you don't relate to Moon Knight at all then, right? <laughs> Not even remotely. <laughs> Funny enough, I actually did have during that time, like as a it started as a joke of me coming up with these different personas. So like whenever I would play um, a concert, I would be this character, this person named Jonathan Thorne. And whenever I was writing, I would be this character named Gabriel James. Um, in the gym and regular day life, I was just Logan. And I didn't think it was like, I just thought it was a joke. Like it wasn't a big deal until it started like manifesting itself to where I started like, it was, it was just weird. So when I read that part of 
Um, and I was like, hot. Yeah. <laughs> so is, but, that, is that part of the, bi the bipolar and the manic, or is that kind of almost spectrum something else? Um, mania can cause that. Um, bipolarity is kind of interesting because it is almost like, say there's like a massive iron door that's between you and insanity. And like that most people have like, you know, it's, it's like vibranium, like someone would have to unlock it to get through. Okay. For people that already suffer from one or more different disorders, bipolar being like one, that like iron door is more like a screen door. And it's pretty easy to like let things through. It's a gateway disorder. It, it, I, yeah, it's one way I put it before. It's like a gateway disorder. Fair enough. But yeah, so. And then finally, after a while, I was like, maybe I should start trying to not be such a shithead, <laughs> for lack of better words. <laughs> I like it. Very blunt. Very blunt with you. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, not so poetic, but. <laughs> no, we like it. So you did talk about kind of the side effects of of the medication made you foggy. Did you find anything like any hobbies or activities that helped you kind of manage um, the the various symptoms? Um, yeah, so creativity is huge. Um, just because like we've all kind of experienced like that flow state, you know, it's almost meditative. Um, and especially for this, this is like racing thoughts are common to people with anxiety too. Um, and I think a lot of just overthinkers and they can, it can cause like racing thoughts in general, like we, a lot of the, a lot of us have them. Right. But doing things that help get you out of that state. And one of them for me was fitness. I just, when I was younger, I had a lot of self-hatred and I was like, I'm just going to go to the gym and hurt myself for an hour and a half to two to sometimes three hours. Um, and that's worked out really well for the most part. So I as didn't, some, what? As somebody who has gone to the gym with him, he does like to hurt himself and anybody else in the room with him. So I, I can attest to that. <laughs> Um, I just want to follow up a question really quick with what you said about your creative state. Um, can you give us a little bit of an idea of what that means to you a little bit about your writing schedule? I think this is incredible and I think people need to hear about your discipline with it. Oh yeah, that should also be some uh, one habit I should probably touch on for anyone that does struggle with mental illness. Routine is one of the your biggest ally. Um, so like my creative process is wake up, flip a coin of whether it's going to be depression or anxiety that morning, um, <laughs> have my coffee, and then I just write. Uh, what time in the morning? 5.30 or 6. Um, usually 5.30. Just because realist, like, 
I don't actually even have to set an alarm anymore. It's just kind of lucky. My bot, like I will get up between five thirty and six without meaning to. Um, and then I just write until I can. And sometimes that's like eleven a.m. And sometimes I don't stop until it's like five or six. So I'm kind of into the creative process. <sighs> That's impressive. Okay. I, I, yeah, I thought I was creative, but not that. Creative. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could be creative for about an hour. <laughs> you know, see, I, it takes me an hour to like really get even started. Like sharpen the pencils, like that SpongeBob scene. <laughs> yeah, just sharpen yeah. pencils. And... I'll have like fifty pencils just laid out on my desk, and then I won't use any of them. <laughs> and then you blow your laptop anytime. Exactly. <laughs> So obviously with, with mental health, with mental health, and uh, it, this, this varies from case to case and from person to person, but um, the, the most obvious kind of uh, help, I guess you could say, is support from loved ones, families, and friends. Um, so you, you mentioned that you were diagnosed with bipolarity when you're 14. Can you kind of talk about how, the ways that your family and friends best supported you and and maybe ways that um things that they did or maybe said that kind of deterred or kind of hindered that process um so teenagers yeah my parents so i'm kind of actually lucky because my grandfather has bipolarity disorder and this was before like if you think about like where we're at now like Mental, like mental health awareness has become like much bigger in the like more recent years. But like even when I was first diagnosed, it was like my dad didn't even believe it was a thing. Like he legitimately did not believe bipolarity was an actual illness. Um, my mom had to take us to get brain scans because he had me convinced it wasn't too. Um, but because her dad was paralyzed by his, she was like armed and ready. When I went, she was just like, I've read all these books. And like, yeah, she was younger. So she like, she made mistakes, but like they kind of instilled the whole getting out of bed thing. Like I remember like, when I would do my thing where I just wanted to sleep all day, my mom, bless her heart, would the most non-confrontational way and like without ever trying to cause alarm would make it. She like had her own song like to get us at, like get like my siblings and me out of bed. And at the time, I didn't realize I just thought she was being annoying and wanting to get me like get like have me get my chores done. You know, it wasn't until much later that I realized that she was essentially in a very subtle way training me to not become her grandfather or her dad i mean because in his day and age mental health wasn't it didn't even come up on the radar like psychologists or like a psychiatrist if they came out and said they were bipolar back in like the 80s even they would have lost their job um so I guess one thing they did is like they trained they they trained me on 
and like they were actually just loving. Um, one thing that they probably weren't so good at is more more often than not, people with any sort of like potentially debilitating mental illness probably like won't necessarily go like a typical like American dream sort of route in life. Like chances of them going through college and then nine to five, which is like there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't but, really allow for maximum creativity. <laughs> yeah, I just I no. And so they were really um just not supportive of me pursuing creative endeavors in life and realistically only one person in my family was supportive of that everyone else just kept on telling me to get a real job um which like put a lot of distance between me and them so in that way actually some mental like mental illnesses in a way can be a superpower that's honestly a really good a good way of of talking about about the issues i'm I just it's it is kind of crazy to think about what you have to overcome and the the types of lifestyles that you have to accept that maybe the standard way of living isn't going to be what you're going to go through for sure. Oh yeah, it's very interesting because in a way it really is like when the thing about it's it's kind of um, Daredevil is kind of an interesting character in this way. I know it's not Moon Knight, but. Daredevil is an interesting character and in like how, I don't know the exact moniker, like the tag that goes with his, there was like, but like the man without fear, basically. Yep, that's the tag. Part of that is because of his depression, right? The thing about like suicidal ideation is to someone who's like really depressed, that's not a bad fallback plan. So it's kind of like this, well, shit, if things don't work out, I can always kill myself. That's sorry, that's so dark, but that's kind of how it is. It's like, and it's like, if say, for example, Daredevil's like, oh, well, if I die, it's not a big deal. Whereas, like, so it's like, yeah. oh, well, I already decided I'm going to live. And because you're already not like content with life, just no matter what, you're like, I guess I'm just going to pursue what I really want to do instead of living for other people. Which would lend itself to taking a lot more risks. I guess it's kind of the end kind of yeah. idea there. Yeah. Whether yeah. those are career ones. You can say sometimes they're good risks. Sometimes they might not be. They, they can be kind of impulsive bad risks. Yeah. I mean, they're not probably not all jumping off of buildings and tights, but, you know, to each their own, right? <laughs> I mean, if I had superpowers, I'd be so dangerous. <laughs> First thing I would do is jump off a building in my underwear. I've always said that. <laughs> Well, that depends. On, well, what about like what superpower do you have? Yeah, though? No, even, even if it was telepathy, I would just imagine all the thoughts you could read on your way down. <laughs> I'm just a random X Men, and I just I just saw my bucket list. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> So kind of that that's kind of a good transition. So is there a comic book or a fictional character you've been able to relate to over the years? Has that changed um as you've grown up or yes. Yes, here. 
<laughs> so as a kid, I related to all of the superheroes. I wanted to be every fucking one of them. It's like part of what got me into writing fiction is because I was just like, man, reality sucks. I'm never going to have superpowers. Like no matter what I do, I will never be able to do anything that Spider-Man, Wolverine, because those are like Wolverine and Spider-Man were like my two big guys when I was really young. I was just like, I'm never going to be able to do any of that stuff. Um, just like, I know. I'll start creating worlds that I can live by, like in characters I can live vicarious through, vicariously through. Um, but like comic book characters that I kind of related to, it's changed over the years. Um, for a while, it was, like I said, Spider-Man, Wolverine. Um, I never... It's funny because Batman actually probably would have been someone I would have been really into. But in our family, we all kind of had like, like our entire family was pretty into superheroes. And every single one of us kind of got almost like, I guess, assigned a superhero. And his was Batman. Like, no. so much. <laughs> what? Oh, that yeah. explains so it, much. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we all kind of had, like, our characters assigned to us. And at the time when I think assignments were being made, I was a very outspoken libertarian. Um, not all that much has changed, except for I've lost more hope in society. Um, so I was kind of, I just got naturally, and I had a lot less tattoos. And I can, I, I almost kind of like, not in like a cocky way. I just sort of like, I really wanted to look like Steve Rogers. Um, like Chris oh, Evans. Oh, wow. I had no idea version. where that was going. I was trying to guess and I was not getting, I was Oh, I was so into Captain America. Um, but over the years, I just was like, I have nothing in common with almost any of these characters. Because, like, Captain America is such a great human being. And I'm not saying I'm a terrible human being, but, like, <laughs> I'm not Steve Rogers, right? Um, and so we I have a... What? Sorry, off your comment on Steve Rogers, we have a segment on our, on our podcast that's not official called Cap Smashing, um, where we make fun of Captain America panels that are... Um, really bad. In fact, Logan actually won one of our competitions where uh, we announced captions, and so yeah, that's one of our moments. Wait, I won that? I feel, like you, I feel like you were the only person that even understood what I was going for. Like, honestly, <laughs> I just laid there in bed staring at it like, no one gets me. <laughs> Wait, I won that? I, yeah, Surprise! I like a that's cool! Of, like, sex jokes about the shield, and no one even tried. <laughs> yeah, you're it's crushing all those it. hours I think was. It's you all those hours invested in creative writing. Yeah. <laughs> Paid off. Yes. <laughs> on your resume. I'm, I'm down for that. Wait, so why do you guys, like, wait, so you smash captions or you just like to, like, what's wrong with smash Steve captions. Rogers? You're talking about you don't relate to him. We just think he's ridiculous. He's not a person. He's uh, kind of a punchline. That's like one of the greatest ways to describe someone ever. <laughs> you're not a person, you're kind of just like a punchline. 
Well, it's like, like there's not a single better way of just telling someone your existence is a joke. <laughs> or it's it's a little easier when he's a fictional character. But yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's so great. Yeah, it's like he's not flawed, and then he just gets to be the moral authority in every comic that he's in, and yet he's not like a real person, not like a fully rounded character in the sense that he doesn't really have like weaknesses and stuff. That's like my personal opinion. But I like John Walker, so no one takes me seriously. Um I'd actually probably I'd say that Captain America is less human than Superman. Yeah, that is you're gonna win our next capturing contest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good tagline. <laughs> Which yeah. one's the real alien? <laughs> no, I guess like Captain America doesn't has he doesn't really have a like aside from that first moment in like the first Avenger, he doesn't really have a character arc. It's like I was just walking, jumped on someone's grenade, and now I'm Boy Wonder, and I can do no wrong. So I can understand, tying this back in, I can understand why you would feel you wouldn't relate to somebody who, as we like to call it, is a Paragon hero, and a lot of these characters probably fall into that build. Yeah. Um, and even the characters... Wait, 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 hold on. You, you did, wait, you, you did want to be Captain America, or you didn't? I, maybe I'm, it was me. I did it first. Oh, I was all about him at first, basically because I was just really... I was really, really political for a while. Um... <laughs> And so I like, and he kind of fit that just because of what he stood for in the sense of like being like truly patriotic versus just like, well, my government says I should do this. So like he always stood for what he like thought was right. But this was right around the Civil War too, right? <laughs> this was like two that mid two thousands, right? So that's yeah. clear. I mean, I feel like I feel like we felt differently about that comic back in the day. Didn't. Yeah. Makes sense. But, like, honestly, I probably related more to characters like, like, when, after a while, I started relating a lot more to characters like Deadpool than any other ones. Because, like, there's just not. Yeah, it's, it's like Captain America, Deadpool. <laughs> I told you, manic, depressive, kind of all over the place. Um, and there would be snippets from different like characters I could relate to. Like for example, when this happens, it's pretty much just like classic trope for any telepath, that moment in a panel or a scene where they're hearing everyone's thoughts and the thoughts just keep getting louder and louder and louder. That is one thing I relate to. It's just, it's not other people's thoughts. It's Voices in my head. Thoughts, not voices in my head. I'm kidding about the voices part. Um, <laughs> or like, I guess, like, I didn't realize this until today, but apparently Daredevil actually does, like, they do a pretty good job representing depression in Daredevil. And so, like, that would be something I would, like, relate to. Like, I'm probably going to start reading Daredevil now. Um, but I just didn't feel, like, there's really not many bipolar superheroes um apparently a doctor recently came out with someone named aura um i only found out via youtube today um 
and she seems like she's bipolar, but it seems like there's definitely a lot of disassociative identity disorder. Um, there's a lot of schizophrenia. Um, Jessica Cruz from Green Lantern seems like she has pretty, like they do a pretty accurate depiction of anxiety for her. Um, but for the most part, they're definitely mental disorders that are shied away from. And I think part of that is, and this might be a controversial opinion. I think sometimes comic books are just lazy. Like I like, I'm sorry, disassociative associative identity disorder is a pretty esoteric disorder. Not many people actually suffer from it. Yeah. That like, it's not like that prevalent in today's society. Right. And schizophrenia also not that prevalent really hard to understand because there's like dissociative identity disorder and schizophrenia are so fucking complex that it's just, it's really difficult to comprehend. So it's really easy for them to come up with like use these mental illnesses and then kind of do a bad job. Yeah. So far Moon Knight's done a really good job with them. Well, and I I actually totally agree with you in my research too. I actually think that the most common one that I found was disassociative identity disorder, like almost overwhelmingly over oh, comic. And I agree with you that they think that I, I bet that they think that they can just do it and do it poorly and nobody notices, but also so a few readers will know about it. So they're not going to offend anybody too. I think that's definitely part of it. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I understand that. Yeah. And I think the other thing that you mentioned that I think is interesting is schizophrenia and DID are both, they're very esoteric and they're complex to understand, but I also feel like they're simple to try to portray on a panel. Um, Even Moon Knight does this where it's like, oh, he has four personalities, so we're going to draw silhouettes behind them. Bipolarity is kind of weird because it's easy to draw somebody who's anxious or depressed. It's easy to draw someone who has close to insane tendencies. Bipolar somewhere in the middle. Um, So it's really hard to show somebody who, yeah, sometimes hears voices, but also mainly it's just they're either up or they're down and there's no in between and so i can imagine that's that's a hard thing to come at as a writer and as an artist of how do you portray that um so i i can see why they wouldn't want to touch it and you can call it laziness or a fear of really touching on that, yeah, on that. yeah honestly you want to know a character that actually he doesn't have bipolarity but in many ways his struggles are similar to what like a bipolar bipolar person would struggle with would actually be Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Because like oftentimes like, you know, like when after the Hulk does his smashing thing and Bruce Banner comes back, like Bruce Banner is constantly afraid that the Hulk is going to come out. Right. And like do irreparable damage to his life. And mania is kind of like that. Um, and like the self-hatred he feels like for like things that like don't like having that monster, that's really common amongst bipolar people. And that's not like, and not even just like myself, but like a lot of people that are bipolar. I mean, I think a lot of people deal with it just thinking about their inner demons anyway. Um, it's just that Bruce Banner is actually very, he has a lot of echoes of bipolarity. Yeah, no, that's actually a great point. I did not think of that or come across anyone else who thought of that <laughs> on the internet. Would 
So would you say that Moon Knight and Mark Spector and anyone else that kind of makes up who he is is someone that you you would relate to moving forward? Is this guy kind of did he jump to the top of your list by any chance? Not to the top of my list, but he does jump higher, which was good because he was already kind of high on my list of like superheroes that intrigue me. Um, one, this is so superficial, but I think Moon Knight has one of the dopest designs ever. That's like, not superficial. That's that's fact for sure. No, like, <laughs> there's, I don't even know who the artist is, but there's just this one that like where like he's like coming down like that, and he has like his whatever cape behind him it looks almost spider-man like romita jr um that's so cool like because he just has and the fact that he actually i really like the way they did his dissociative identity disorder because they like yes there's like trauma and all this stuff in his life but a lot of the times like when a mental disorder like worsens or gets like stronger or whatever, it's typically because of like self-medicating or like actions that a person with mental illness will do. And so it's interesting like that he comes up with this cabbie driver. He comes up, he has Moon Knight. He has the billionaire like Playboy, right? And then they all start forming, like he did it to try and help, like come up with these different things. He's like, okay, well, if I'm a taxi driver, then I can like kind of keep my ear to the ground whatever and then they just start taking control and running with his multiple lives and so that's like they did a really good job on writing him yeah I was, you were, sorry go ahead when you were describing what you know the different kind of personas you created it reading moon knight it seemed like kind of an extreme that would be hard to imagine how one would get to this point but when you started describing how you leaned into these different parts of your personality, whether when you were on stage or when you were at the gym or, or anywhere else, it made total sense how if you continued to do that for a long time, how it could be something more dramatic than just different aspects of the same person. And that's, that's pretty eye-opening. Yeah, it's like, yeah, so I think that was like one of those things that when they actually wrote him, I was like, oh, that's right on. Like, that is I mean, and I can't speak to like disassociative identity disorder because I don't have it, but I do feel like a lot of times when like a disassociative person with like DID, their alternate personalities typically come about like as a way of protecting them or because that like personality was needed in a certain moment. And you like, they kind of make it sound like instantaneous, but when with the Moon Knight thing, I really like the way they did it differently. Yeah, I think we can kind of touch on this more as we get deeper into it, but just off what you're saying, one of the most fascinating things I think about Moon Knight is this idea of um, he did this as something that other superheroes do on a regular basis, creating alter egos and disguises. That's not something new to the superhero genre. Um, I mean, Superman with Clark Kent. I mean, he literally puts a disguise on every time he puts his, his glasses on. Bruce Wayne. I mean, the most standard characters do this and don't see any repercussions. I think it's interesting in Moon Knight, they said, let's take it one step further. What would happen to somebody who's had trauma in the past and how would this affect him? I, it's a very interesting idea and it's intriguing to discuss. 
I think we're probably transitioning nicely into opening us up to talk specifically more about Moon Knight. So that concludes our part one of this two-part series with Logan Atlas. We hope you guys have enjoyed it, and we can't wait for you guys to listen to the next episode next week. Have a great night. Keep on talking now.